0: before we jump in a warning that we are an explicit book podcast yes that means swearing shitty jokes and a whole lot of dark humor that some may take offense to please check your trigger warnings on all of the books we cover you've been warned
1: the episode starts in three two one
0: <laughs> a book in <and> a bed <laughs>
2: Good evening, gentle bitches, gentle bros, and my gentle non binary hoes. Welcome back. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of A Book in a Bev. We are your favorite book podcast and we're back to cover another book talk book. This is a viral sensation and we do have a list of all the ways that this book is just phenomenal. We would actually beg for this book, the three of us. That is how amazing it is. Speaking of the three of us, it is. Ellie, Brani, and Georgia with you here, and we would let this book destroy us voluntarily. It is that good. With that said, it's time for The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent.
1: It's so good. Beryl. Just the, the name, I'm already like, ugh. I mean, the name seems a little long for me. What's the shortened? Because we've
2: obviously got Akatar Tog. I
1: think it's Satwon. Satwon. S-A-T-W-O-N.
2: Okay, well, I can deal with that. All right, so what are we drinking?
1: Look, when I first did my notes for this, I was like, your girl is on a cleanse. She's being sober. And that was because I got actually quite hungover from doing a live on TikTok last weekend. (laughs) But that time has passed. And so we are now drinking a sparkling Shiraz, which FYI, the last time I drank this was when we did our From Blood and Ash episode. And if you remember how I got on that, this should be good. Well,
2: I feel like I've traded lives with Brownie in like a weird Freaky Friday kind of tale because I'm drinking gin. (gasps) What is this madness? Lindsay Lohan, who is she? Exactly right. And I've made it way too strong and I'm suffering with every sip, but I'm here for the journey. I
0: appreciate that. We're also here for your journey. Well, I am having Mountain Dew. because i have a very big weekend of drinking and i've had a very big weekend previously of drinking so i feel like i need a little bit of a break and i also only have like minimal alcohol in my house because i've just gone through it all like a fucking tornado so yeah i am not drinking tonight however i will be living through youtube so fuck it up Well, on that note, what were our thoughts of this book? Well,
1: finally, a book that has gone viral but actually lives up to the hype, right? This book was just a smash, honestly. I could not put it down. I adored the amount of plot and lore and backstory, the trials, the magic, the angst, tension, and, of course, the violence. It has been so long. Since a fantasy book has just hit like every mark for me and this one nailed it i do want to say that i was unsure if we wanted to fuck our dad for like 80 percent of the book so that was a bit unsettling given that we did find out he is our actual father i'm um, so surprised that you <laughs> went with that i'm normally the one that's
2: picking up like what the old guys are putting down but not in this one <laughs> also
1: bring on book two which is technically as we're recording this that is being released tomorrow so you better believe we're going to covering it ASAP.
2: Well, to me, this book was as epic as the second half of A Court of Thorns and Roses. It had all of the violence and the action and the witty banter with the potential love interest without the stale bread that is tampon. I adored all the characters and the complexities of their relationships. I loved like the slow burn to the annihilation that was their first time together. Just perfect. (laughs) The word (laughs) annihilation, was used. And also I didn't like outright guess the plot halfway through, which is always a good winner for me. Same. I had ideas of where it would go. Like I thought she would do the whole connection bond switchy thing with Rain. I thought that's where it was going. Anyway, pleasantly surprised. However, Rain is Jamie from Outlander, and you cannot tell me otherwise.
1: Oh,
0: Jamie from Outlander. Oh my God. Well, I honestly did not expect to love this book as much as I did. It gave me the same feelings that I had when I first read ACOTA, and like it just had everything that I needed. So it had the angst, it had trials, it had violence, it had star-crossed lovers, it had enemies to lovers, and it had absolute fucking heartbreak I needed a fantasy series to keep me up the ass and this one definitely did it sometimes I forget how damn good a fantasy can be when it's written brilliantly like the choreography of the fight scenes the imagery of how places people and emotions were described it was literally written to perfection for me I loved it and now you know I get the hype like I get the hype of Carissa Broadbent and I want to read everything that she's ever written in her entire life and I will I will, I will get through it all. I'll do it.
1: Prepare for this podcast to go on that train with you. (laughs) So we do have a few important notes to start you guys off with for this book. So essentially, this book,
2: there's five trials, okay? They're in this competition to become like number one dick, like number one man of the group, okay? Like picture Jax, Taylor and Vanderpump rules. I'm the number one guy in the group. That's
0: Vanderpump.
2: (laughs) Vanderpump vampire rules. This is where we're at. (laughs) Yes. Okay, here we are. We've got five trials. We've got one human up against 49 vampires who is going to take home the trial. Trophy and become this season's America's Next Top Model. Strap in, we're <laughs> about to find out. It's taking a weird <laughs> turn. There's no prize in Vanderpump Vampires. Fuck my life. Well, let's get into a description of our characters that we made along our journey here. So we have Aurea, pretty name. She's our female main character. She's gorgeous. She has long, dark Aurea. hair, pale skin. She's kind of Elena Gilbert if she wasn't a twat. <laughs>
0: Going for Elena Gilbert.
2: You know, she's a badass. She's, she's got magic abilities, although her magic is shy at times. She's human, but she was adopted into the vampire life. So, you know, she's why not both, as we say on this podcast. Then we get Rain, like a stormy day. He's a hottie with a body with his wings to match. And again, Jamie from Outlander, prove me wrong. His bestie <laughs> is Mish, not Michelle. Mish, drop the L. She <laughs> is the vampire equivalent to a golden retriever. Beautiful, adorable. Yes. We love her. Then we have Daddy, a.k.a. Vincent, who is the king of vampires currently, and we can confirm we will not fuck him. Okay? Blood relation. Yeah, noted. Don't go there. Noted. And confirmed. <laughs> then we have Niaxia, She is the goddess, okay? We don't really care about her. She's kind of relevant. Not really. We're not going to get into that. We also have some side players popping up here and there. We've got Angelica. She's from Rugrats. Not sure why she's here, but we fucking hate her. (laughs) Angelica's boyfriend is Ivan. He appears at some points and he stabs some people. That's really all we need to know about him. There's also this weird guy. whose name's similar to Septim. It's not. <laughs> Septimus. Septimus. There we go. He is just a fucked up vampire, really. There's quite a few of those in this book.
1: He's a vampire with an STD when you think about it.
2: Pretty well. That's some angry form of chlamydia that the, those vampires it have really is. My favourite character, personally, is Alana. She dies very quickly in this book. She just gets oh, yeah. <laughs> taken. Just, mm. She is what I would like to be as an old woman, just calling everyone a cunt and just yeah. being happy with yeah. that.
0: FMC, how do we say her name? i was switching between Araya and Araya. I don't I'm know if put Araya's son.
1: Yeah, okay. and I'm thinking we're Australian, so
0: it's Araya because we're Bogan. Araya.
1: Not to be confused no. with her distant cousin, Aranga. But...
0: <laughs> no. So we begin the book with a prologue and we get this quote. The king did not know that his greatest love would also be his ruination, nor that either would come in the form of a tiny, helpless human child.
2: I get why you think that he's gonna A Teen tiny whiny baby. Greatest love. I mean, mm. not as the baby, but as a... yeah, not
1: as the baby. I do need to clarify. I thought maybe it was gonna be like a, an, an unfortunate grooming thing, and I don't say that in a good way. Like, not like, yeah, I was excited for grooming, but like, you know, I mm. thought that's the vibes I was picking up.
0: We are introduced to said little girl and three soldiers of the nightborn king they are going to eat her not in the nice way but she bites them first she does what literally all of us women want to do when a man touches us without our permission she hisses and tries to bite their finger off i love her picture perfect the king rocks up and he's like halt this Bebe is now my child and i shall protect Sick. That's the summary of the prologue. You're fucking welcome. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So we then flash to current time in the book and we're following our girl, Araya. She's doing a quiet, like, vigilante thing and she's killing bad vampies on the Lolo. The Lolo? (laughs) (laughs) we are introduced to ilana and vincent ilana is an old lady who is used as like a blood bag to the vampires but is also a very very close friend to araya as we've said vincent is the king and he's like family and we get this interchange between ilana and araya and i just fucking love it so it's don't drink yourself to death you old hag don't skew yourself with that stick up your ass she retorted wiping her eyes all hints of her earlier vulnerability gone crazy old bitch, I thought affectionately. We learn that Vincent trains Araya ruthlessly and isn't afraid of anything except he is afraid for her. And we also learn about the Kajari, which is basically a tournament run by the goddess Nyaxia, like Niagara Falls, except not oh. at all. Except, except um, not at all. <laughs> like
1: Niagara Falls, not. but
0: with an axe? Yeah. Huh. It's just actually instead of water falling down the falls, so they're just axes. <laughs> so we get this interchange. The man who was afraid of nothing was afraid for me. His human daughter raised in a world designed to kill her. Until the Kajari, a tournament with the ability to change everything, until I won and it freed me, or I lost and it damned me. Sick. Lost my high stakes. We learn about Piage vampires who have bat like wings and the Rishan, which is the rival Nightborn clan. We learn that Nyaxia created vampires over 2,000 years ago, so like she's just out here doing goddess things. Put on her look. There are worse things out there. I mean, she could have done something better, like she could have just like solved climate change, you know. But <laughs> no. It. She's like, you know what'll help this? Vampires.
1: But remember, she's actually a bit of a cunt because she likes the nightboard fans yeah. fighting against each other. She so. likes her
2: children fighting, that's right. It's like sometimes I just chuck a toy, a toy at my children and I'm like, fight. <laughs>
1: fight to the death (laughs) (laughs)
0: show me which one mommy loves Uh (laughs) so yes similar to the way that Ellie parents her children (laughs) Naxia does good things the night of the blood offerings ends up beginning where basically everyone makes an offering to the goddess to participate in the Kajari it's like a big bull but like you know full of vampires (laughs) our girl is there under the protection of daddy and sees this like tall odd looking Vampire staring at a pretty bleak fucking painting of a Rashan vampire falling to his death we get this fucking moment he glanced over his shoulder directly at me his eyes were rust red a striking enough color to be visible even from across the room his gaze was casually curious still the intensity of it skewered me lots of skewering in this book isn't there oh
1: my god i would love for rain to skewer me honestly i
0: honestly hope he skewers me oh call me a kebab and call it a day but she like quickly like looks away and then when she looks back gone gone like magic Naxia was like actually i take this one back (laughs) he's too hot for you (laughs) then and the dirt is gone (laughs) Literally. ShamWow. Our girl makes her blood offering and is officially entered into the Kajari. And one night later, like usually they get a little bit of resting time, but nah. Naxi's like, fuck you. She's a real bitch. We jump between like present time and like little interludes of like our girl when she first started living with the vampies. And we get this one where she first started living with daddy vampy. And for obvious reasons, she was very, very scared and that's basically what it is and it's like like she hides in like the corner of a room between like the bookcase and the wall in the corner just like sits in there like just curled up into a little ball She's so sad oh which, I mean, fair. Makes sense. But we leave that trauma behind and we jump to current time where our girl is at the Kajari, which is being held at the Moon Palace. She, like, cuts her palm right off the bat, which is bad, given she's in a tournament full of vampires. Yeah. Sick. Not a strong start, babe. No. Really poor. That's like, the Elena Gilbert in her. job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> babe, your Elena Gilbert is showing. Rule that back in. So over the next 24 hours, she, like, finds, Ilana's body because turns out Ilana she just got dropped on in there and she dies hella quick, brutally, like skin torn fucking killed, like just torn, torn to pieces. She also ends up killing the vampire that killed Ilana, and she gets summoned, if you will, by the goddess to be like, the show must begin, bitches. <laughs> She's RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out. As previously stated, there are like 50 vampires in this tournament. We learn that even the people in religious power in this group are grossly inappropriate with children because the now minister, but it's not spelt like minister. It's spelt like menotaur or something like that. Minister. <laughs> like minister. Minister. Just chucked minister- in an extra A. For no apparent reason. It did. Yeah. It's, it's
1: a doesn't fantasy it. book. It's what you've got to do. It's a
0: fucking yeah. minister, but he tried to trap and corner our girl at 13. So. Yeah, yeah, look, it's not
2: far off from. Mm. Mm, yeah. Mm.
0: Anyway. So we learn about the five trials here and the general rules. We also learn that they can kill each other outside of the trials, but the goddess, because she's fucked up, prefers it to be done inside the trials. So that's not very good news for our little. When I wrote this, I was thinking about pasta, so I wrote humanoli. Oh, no, Look, about pasta. I'm always thinking about pasta. So, or any type of carb, really. you only.
2: It fits. Go for it.
0: So we find out that the mysterious stranger who was looking at that really morbid painting at the ball is here and his name is Rain. I'm not going to try to say his last name because I'm going to fuck it up and it's probably going to be offensive. Not Rain. (laughs) We also meet his friend and ally, Mish. Our girl meets with Vincent in like a special spot during this whole tournament and he basically gives her like some new fighting swords and And on her way back to the palace, she runs into rain. And they have this interchange, which is like a little friendly and a little flirty. It's like, and we automatically get the feels straight away. We're all like, yep, hook us in. Where's the thunder?
1: To be fair, I still don't know if we're going to fuck our dad or not. So
0: big yikes. My literal next notes are blah, blah, blah. Now we're preparing for the first (laughs) stroll. Or if they've read the book, they know what the blah, blah, blah is. The blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Kesha. Blah, blah, blah. Coming to blah, blah, Okay, so yes, we are now preparing for the first trial and it begins by the Moon Palace disappearing and dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah, sure. dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, sure. disappear. They are in this like gladiator type like coliseum with like people cheering about their oncoming death. Nice. Awesome, great. The contestants have been like split into two teams and surprise, Rain is on our team. Double Fantastic. And our girl ends up figuring out during like this battle that's going on. That the demons were once blood magic cursed vampires. They're the chlamydia so affected they, ones. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, the chlamydia got real bad. They're like
0: koalas.
1: They're basically they're in this gladiator coliseum just healing koalas. Oh, yeah,
0: oh. exactly. Steve, Giant Irwin demonic wouldn't. koalas. He Steve, close your eyes. Sorry, Steve Owen. So basically, <laughs> our girl <laughs> finds out this is what's happening, and they need to destroy the hearts. Of the demons, but one of the demons—he's like the main dude. He has like this special little mark. It's like Simba, Simba on his head. If they kill it, they'll kill them all. That's basically what they figure out. And just as like our girl and Rain are working together to sort this out, our girl gets a fucking arrow through the leg by one of the other vampies Rude. Like that's like, all right, fuck it up. Sick. (laughs) We can all die then. You selfish fucking (laughs) freak. That's what I
2: would be like. I'd be throwing down my shit like tantrum. Fuck you then <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not gonna doing help. this
0: anymore so that's good in the kerfuffle rain and our girl are still able to like work together to win and our girl just like toddles out of the tournament with like a fucked leg bleeding and like a palace full of hungry vampires so seems super good but Our girl is not doing well. She is in Struggle Central, but Rain comes to visit her and she has like a that's so Raven moment and sees like a memory of kissing necks and some hanky panky. And we're like, whoa, that's so Raven. Rain is confused by her weird, like, off with the fairy stare, but he's like, you should work with me and Mish together in a threesome, throuple, if you will. He's like, we need teams for the half moon trial, so let's work together. And you know what? Just to sweeten up the deal a little bit, not only do you get to look at this fucking rock and bod but here's a potion <laughs> that will help heal your leg wound.
1: Oh my god. Uh, Jamie, Jamie rock and bod. <laughs> she
0: wow, says no initially because she remembers like daddy's advice that she can't trust anyone not even her daddy. But after basically almost dying for this entire event, she ends up accepting. She uh, She's like, you know what? If I want to actually survive, I should probably do this. Isn't this also after she goes
1: to see if Vincent's appeared at the bridge to give her potions to mm-hmm. heal herself? Because he's watching all the trials. Like, he's in the crowd. He sees that she's been really badly injured and he's like, actually, low jokes, I'm not going to show up.
2: Yeah, no, I'm a bit busy yes. that night. I've got prior commitments. So, it's daddy out, peace. We're up to the next part in the book now. Araya's just simply passed out in the apartment of Rain and Misha. When she comes to, after they've healed her, which is quite nice of them, she meets Misha properly. She, again, just embodies a golden retriever energy. She's beautiful. We love her. Rain and Misha present their house guest with a welcome gift in the form of the head of the cunt who had recently just tried to kill her. Very, very thoughtful. (laughs) I just love it.
1: We got it. Are you, are
2: you Look, so stoked at this head? Like I know, it's like a vase. Look, you turn it upside down and you can just stick shit in it. And she's like cool. (laughs) like mm, Not ideal guys. (laughs) There's a lot that counts, you know, without a gift. But they've got food, they've got blood, they've got a sick ass apartment and you know, life's sweet until Angelica from the Rugrats shows up to kill our girl. So not so great. You'll see why I've referred to her as Angelica from the Rugrats. And that is because she just pops up with her evil ass energy at the most inopportune moments. When our little gang is trying to get somewhere, she just pops up and she just fucks shit up even more. Anyway, turns out, She was quite fond of the now headless cunt and wants revenge. She and Rain get into it until she essentially declares that she will wait to kill Aurea in the trials. Sick. Daddy isn't too pleased that Aurea has made new friends with some vampires, especially because he's a Rishan. He seems to forget that he, you know, didn't show up to meet her when she quite literally was bleeding to death. So she did the only thing she could to save herself, but no semantics. Despite being entirely justified in her actions, Aurea is still displaying some kind of like Stockholm syndrome with Daddy. She must be a good girl for him, which is weirdly sexual now. Yep. You see?
1: You see.
2: Very weird. She's a good girl for her daddy. Okay, but literally oh. she did. Anyway, Rain and Araya start training for the next trial together. They're equally as stubborn and they're just not really getting on too well. Rain takes a massive gamble and tries to coax out Araya's shy magic by freaking her the fuck out until she squirts out some magic. and Squirts? Um, that's, she does. That's
1: the word you chose. She squirts, squirts. it out. out.
2: She squirts it out some night fire. Look, it's pretty voluptuous as it squirts out because it throws rain out the window but he's impressed by this. Array is kind of pissed off that things escalated to that point because you know it's an embarrassing thing if you've never squirted magic before i can get that all right but they do get into an argument here and she storms off and she goes to find daddy who's nowhere to be seen because of course he's not he's never there when you fucking need him but she does run into some stranger by the river who she buys a smoke from which seems not at all suspicious we I'm move fairly right along. sure
1: that when we had to go into like the that education school bus with harold mm. the giraffe yes it was like do not take cigarettes specifically from strangers i believe there was a whole video montage of that to those that are not australian in australia when you were like in like maybe middle school there was like a mm. bus that would come to your school and it had like the picture of a giant giraffe on the side and they would teach you about like don't do drugs this is how bad your liver will look if you ever drink yeah it was so cool though it was quite a psychedelic little van there. it
2: really was it was a whole trip Yeah, which is kind of
1: the which opposite which i don't
2: really think was Aurea finds her way back to the apartment and ends up having a chat with mish about their history we learn more about Nyaxia and her tragic past but we really don't care right now because all we want is more banter with our sexy Ranger vampire which funnily enough he's a returning toddler. home he returns home like a milk drunk toddler oh the- wanders in <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just got like a little milk <laughs> hanging from their mouth
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're just like I, blister. out wow! my belly's full I've got a I've got a clean on that I'm about to shit in. Good. <laughs> okay. So Rain returns home and he's just, he's just drunk out of his mind. He's drunk as a skunk right now. And he um, gets scolded by Mish for being an asshole to Araya, which fair enough, because remember how he made her squirt the magic? He did it in a very aggressive way.
1: Remember how he made her squirt? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right in front of his friend as well.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, it's a weird time. He agrees. And you know, that just shocks everyone because he's an attractive man who, Was also capable of self-reflection so quite
1: clearly he is fictional quite obviously Mm. he is love interested not your father
2: Um. (laughs) (laughs) good point yes we get to the next trial which turns out to be some form of fucked up maze and araya's first challenge is to kill ibrahim to get through the next part i don't think we've touched on him yet but essentially this poor bastard was born to it just cunts really they saw him as a threat and they were like let's just fuck him up and they just They
1: mangled his leg. They ripped out his teeth. They, like, hobbled their own son and ripped out his insides. So he's just there with gaps being like, oh. He obviously seems quite handicapped. He
2: puts up a hell of a fight. And, you know, Kale ought to earn a lesson from this guy about resilience and such things. Because just because you're Uh handicapped doesn't mean you can't do things. Doesn't mean
1: you can't murder people. Exactly right. He doesn't even have teeth. And look at him
2: go, Uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> now we do get quite a confusing moment here where Aurelia ends up fighting ibrahim by biting him i'm confused we have a quote let me read it to you but i could still devour him with a hundred little bites let that poison do its work slowly injured or no he was bigger than me i got him to the ground crawled over his body opening mark after mark after mark in his armor First of all, what is with the previous slew of books we've covered with our female main characters biting shit lately? Secondly, how does she suddenly have poison in her teeth? Have I missed something? What's happening?
1: I do believe that it was her blades have poison. Yes. I think it was. I don't think it was literal little bites. I think it's little (laughs) stabs.
2: Right. No, I have fully pictured (laughs) her like a hamster just Ooh. Nibbling, I'm like, this is weird.
0: <laughs> slicing
2: with her slicing. Blade. Okay, good. There we are. So she does win, and she leaves him to die on the slab so that she can get through. And she runs on by and discovers something that is considered worse than a rapist: a child. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly has more humanity than the three of us because she stops to help the poor thing whereas we all would have been like not my monkeys not my circus if you will so this ends up nearly killing her in the end but everything is fine because rain appears he helps protect them from angelica who again has just appeared like all good villains do despite being on death's door Aurea will not let go of the child (laughs) she crawls to the end of the maze holding the kid and before before she passes out she tells Rain to not let them take her and he promises and I love him she does not
1: yeet the child she does not yeet she the does. Fetus. we've had a
2: few books she at is. the moment where a child is thrown into danger or potentially you know tipped into a lake there's a, quite a few ways a child has died in previous books not this one no nope, not this one this we've person is pro-life so Araya comes to she's recovering in their apartment again Misha doesn't really know what's happened because Araya's like where's the child and she's like oh yeah fuck I don't know about that because she's just been telling her about the rest of the, you know, event. And, yeah, Raya's is not doing too great. She assumes the worst and off she storms. So she ends up going to blow off some steam in her favourite way, which is by reenacting the Blade movies. And I do get one of my favourite quotes here. <laughs> <Animal>. <laughs> Fucking rot there with the shit and the piss and the trash, just like all the other rat carcasses. <laughs> I love her It's so good And Rain has been secretly watching her this whole time Like she's killed three vampires at this point And he just has like a raging boner Because this girl is just out there doing some vigilante shit And he cannot resist her Taylor Swift quote If anyone's out there listening to that As it turns out Rain held true to his promise And did manage to keep the girl safe and take her to an orphanage So they decide to change their training into bonding over killing vampires And it's really quite sweet and I love it Yeah then Araya meets with her daddy again and she's like, yo, why the fuck was there a kid in that trial? And he's like, why not? Fuck it up, fam. <laughs> and, you know, that doesn't go down too well. But yet it's still not enough for Araya to fully distrust her weirdly
1: sexy dad. I really appreciate you You doing the work out here to, to highlight the sexual tension with the dad figure. I think it's because he's her age as well. Doesn't help. It feels different than paternal for a lot of it. Like there's moments of paternal, but there's something else there.
2: Yes. Yeah. Agreed. But training starts going really well for our Starcross lovers and their sexual tension is building, which we all are here to enjoy. After slaughtering just about every vampire in the human district, Araya and Rain take a smoke hoe and they end up at a pub for a schooner. Apologies to American <laughs> listeners. I just said that they had a break and they've gone to a pub for a beer.
0: Okay. <laughs> my God. That was the most Aussie thing I think I've ever heard come out of your mouth. Prepresent. They bond over cheap
2: beer and Rain finally asks the question we've all been thinking, which is, you're just some human girl and the king of the nightborn, well-known to be a cold, ruthless bastard, just has a moment of compassion and decides to take you in. Why? Good question. Why why, indeed? We don't get an answer to this question no. because their conversation gets interrupted by an attack on the Moon Palace. Yes. They race back to find Mish unconscious in their apartment, half burnt to death with her just, her guts are hanging out. There's weird demons also there, and it's just a whole time, really. The giant claws, the pack. Mm-mm. Rain gets Mish out of there, and Araya seizes this opportunity to let her light shine, and I'd really <laughs> like to cue the religious song. Play oh, that my here. God. No. no. Let your Do light we- shine. you can tell i'm not religious it was all imprinted (laughs) i've tried to burn it out and yet it's still there she burns the fuckers out with night fire she just squirts it out of her dead
1: oh my god she kills the koalas in a bushfire oh my god she does
0: Oh, my God. Coochie
2: no. bushfire. Coochie <laughs> bushfire. <laughs> bushfire. Coochie. Fuck. War is breaking out in the city and Rain tells Araya her daddy is a cunt and she's not too sure what to believe at this point because she's like, I've seen a lot from both sides. I'm weirdly still attracted to my father. You're going to have to show me some <laughs> more death before I believe you. So in the aftermath of the attack, Rain gets taken by daddy's guards for questioning simply because he's Rashan, which is kind of like, <laughs> yes, government. Government. Rain Social profiling, and it's fine. Yeah, I love that, love that. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they seek to have Mish excluded for the rest of the trials because, you know, our girl's not doing too hot. But the goddess is like, yeah, nah, she'll be right. Araya doesn't take that news too well and takes things into her own hands, quite literally, as she goes off to have some old minister suck her hand as a blood offering. So, you now here we go another old creepy guy who works at a church. She likes having young people around, pedo vibes. Really? I'm just gonna leave that there. Mm -hmm. So rain gets released from
1: shame. (laughs) We just start throwing tomatoes (laughs) at him. (laughs) Just like, Like, I was hoping that would ding (laughs) more. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't. let me try this. Shame. Shame.
0: You lock them them. in a cage. This is what I think that we should do to all like the really, really, really bad people in the world is you lock them in a cage and then you Uh throw tomatoes at them and just leave them on like Parliament House steps or something. And just be like, This is where they die.
1: Look, that's very tame, honestly. I thought it was gonna go a lot darker.
0: No, I just think they should still live. Because they need to live with the bad things that they've done and fuck them. They don't get a quick death, they don't get an easy death. Mm. And you just throw shit and then people just walk past, just like kick the cage, you know, someone might take a <laughs> shit on it, someone p- might kiss on it, throw some fruit at it, throw some rocks even. My I dad should should I have put a in a cage in the sewer system.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, it needs oh. to smell. My dad and I have a bus that we put people on and the bus gets driven off a cliff. So oh. if we don't like you, you go on the bus. Look, that's fair. Anyway. So Rain gets released from daddy's care and he has some not-so-pleasant interaction with a whip here. Ereus stitches him up, and we find out some more information on Misha's past. It turns out she was a priestess as a human. She came out to this region as a missionary, not the position, but actually like a servant to God. And when she turned, she was left for dead.
1: It should be noted the amount of missionaries that go to places that they really have no business going, and they're like, my God will protect me. And it's like, will
2: they, though? Will they, though? Mormons, we're looking at
1: you. I was <laughs> thinking of that, re- Random American Christian guy that got on a canoe and went to like a island community that's literally like the UN is like no one could go to this island and this is like you know what Jesus needs to be there and canoed over there and then they killed him. <laughs>
2: yeah, looks <laughs> right. So whenever she uses her magic from her god as a vampire, she is now punished by him with burns over her body, which is kind of fucked up. Sounds like a bit really of a dick. Sad. We also in this moment, as she's stitching up our dude's back, get a glimpse of what. Could be some weird birthmark on his back. But it's rude to stare, so we quickly move on. They do this thing where they tell each other one honest thing, and I just fucking love that. Mm. love it. Rain ends up taking Mish to a mate's place, and when he gets back, the third trial begins. In this one, they share one mind and have to kill weird-looking beast demons and the other contestants. Which, speaking of, Ibrahim is still kicking.
1: Honestly, I'm really impressed with Ibrahim. Yeah.
2: Our girl just dominates these trials. She's so fucking smart and strong and she ends up kicking ass. She and Rain work as a team until Rain is nearly beaten by Angelica, who, of course, has, again, just popped back up in the right moment. Aurea doubles back to take on Angelica's mind partner and ends up slicing his leg to the bone. Let nice. that sink in for a minute. Fuck mm, uh, He, though, is a right old cunt and he just stabs her in the side and then throws her into a pack of demon beasts. And now this is where you think, game over, Red Rover. But no, Aurea tries to tap into her magic and it doesn't work. But then rather than hearing daddy's voice in her head, she hears rain say into her mind, fuck that guy. And wham, bam, magic is squirting. Here we
0: go. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Magic is squirting
1: (laughs) everywhere, all over the arena. She's just poo-poo.
0: No, it actually comes out of the vagina, but it sounds like a queef.
1: <laughs> so it's also very embarrassing for her at the t- same time. But it's very empowering, you know. She's in, a- she's yeah. in her power. And she's Would she have to have, like, everywhere?
2: crotchless leathers on for this to work?
0: Yeah. What are they fucking called? What are the cowboys? Chat, chat, <laughs>
2: you fucking chaps on Fuck me. That's amazing. Okay. Mm. Well, she does kill all the demons around her, so that's good. And her brain's just looking at her like she's a goddess, which, yeah, she's in chaps just squirting all over people. We agree. In the middle she of, like, is. a death
1: match. She's like, nah, yeah it's the time.
2: Watch my glory.
1: <laughs> okay. We get Watch the next my glory. <laughs> <laughs> Watch my glory. Watch
2: my glory. Okay, we start the next part of the book with another interlude back to her as a teenager and this time she's getting frisky with her teenage vampire lover, Edward. Things start great until they turn not so great and we have some quotes here. Perhaps it was when his his thrust got too fast, too hard. The pleasure to pain balance disrupted despite her muffled words of hesitation. Perhaps it was when she tried to sit up, seize control, but he forced her back down the sharp edge of his fingernails opening up little bloody wounds on her flesh oh gold yeah right you know, like, okay. and it doesn't really get much better from there so she ends up running off to daddy who comforts her and decides this is a great learning opportunity for their parent-child relationship yeah of course he's like this is a teachable moment it is back in present time we get a round of applause for ibrahim who again has managed to survive yet another trial i'm so proud of him snaps to ibrahim at this point in time <laughs> And now Araya and Rain are faced with the decision of whether they kill each other now or later. They say YOLO and keep ignoring the reality of the situation. And then the creepy old dude from the church throws them all a ball at the Moon Palace and our girl gets to wear a sexy purple dress. She's feeling a little awkward until she thinks of what Alana would say, which is, you'd better wear that dress. You better show those cunts. To and her. what
1: Alana actually means is because she wears those
0: chaps, so she's like, just show your cunt. <laughs> like, get Which it is out. Exactly we'll right. Literally show your cunt. Pussy. Pussy um, <laughs> is bad to all. And the song when she enters into the uh, like into the ball is actually, "All oh, your ladies pop your pussy like this." <laughs> and when she danced with Daddy Vincent, it's um what?
1: My <laughs> from the top, don't get trapped.
2: Araya ends up doing a father-daughter dance with daddy who is surprisingly tender in this moment and does enough to throw us off the trail that he's actually the bad guy here <laughs> especially he since essentially... she's queefing on him <laughs> <laughs> and they're dancing to Whop. He essentially tells her she is the greatest accomplishment of his life as she's queefing. They finish their <laughs> dance and Araya trots off to find rain she ends up bumping into Angelica again and the strange dude from the lake that they met that one time turns out he's a bad vampire and they have been plotting they then throw some insult at rain and say i think nezarin oh i'm sorry it's Araya, isn't it who the fuck is nezarin who the <laughs> fuck is this bitch i don't care if this century is years old it's me and only me Our girl asks exactly that question and rain tells her she's an odd friend we are not satisfied with that answer we are <laughs> not stupid rain we end up on a rooftop of rain drinking awful beer and it's fucking romantic nezarin O'Raya is starting to notice his sexiness and their gazes are turning heavy. Raya is left thinking, she really won't be able to kill this beautiful beast of a man when the time comes. They make a truce not to kill each other for that night, which turns out to be for a few weeks, and we're all okay with this. And as if this man couldn't get any better, he fucking cooks. After nearly having an orgasmic experience eating his food, Rain says, That wasn't how I'd imagine making you come for the first time. <laughs>
0: A roll, some man. <laughs> My God. Well, they take the
2: food to Mish and meet some of Rain's friends, which give off some weird vibes. But when they get back to the Moon Palace, they realize that everyone's now locked in and there's no more food and there's no more blood. Thankfully, our guy is resourceful and has been storing rations. But, you know, things aren't looking good if they're held captive for too long, which is exactly what happens. The first few weeks are fine because they really just play house. And Araya sets up this like a little mirror for Rain to see the sun. And it's really thoughtful and beautiful and we adore it. But then he runs out of blood and shit just gets weird. They get into a fight because Araya is like, dude, I'm literally your version of a Big Mac. Just chilling here. Of course, you're going to take a fight. <gasps> oh my God. Fucking hell. They have a huge fight and they separate for the night. The next day, the trial begins and here we have poisonous smoke, starving bloodlust vampires and a poisoned blood source turning them even more loony. So our Good. girls, she works all this out fairly fucking quickly and ends up saving Rain before he eats poisoned Bambi. She drags him into a cave and realizes in this moment to save him she must dry hump him to the point of climax while he nibbles her neck and oh. oh my
0: god that's what happened to bambi's mum there's is. so much to unpack bambi bambi dry humping dry humping nibbling on the neck nibble nibble bambi's
2: nibble, mom nibble. so you know what he's saved she's horny and most importantly he has a list of things he wants to do to her a motherfucking list <laughs> and if you're not excited yet what is wrong with you? He also says that she is the most stunning thing he has ever seen. Take oh! that, Nazaren. Unfortunately, we do still need to finish this trial, which involved an invisible cloak from Harry Potter, some counting, and a quick fly. So their half-baked plan is kind of working when they rock up to this giant crater, which turns out to be Raya's former hometown reduced to rubble. Daddy appears to have destroyed everything and everyone. She's quite rightly in a state of shock and doesn't quite see Ivan coming for her. Rain manages to get him off into the poisonous smoke while Angelica watches, and you know that's quite brutal sorry Angelica in that but we don't really care because our couple survives as does none other than our dear friend Ibrahim, Ibrahim. I'm so proud of you fuck it up buddy Bucket so up. they get back to the Coliseum where the trials usually occur and they see hundreds of bodies staked that are either dead and or dying and if this isn't a sign that daddy is a cruel bastard I don't know what is we
1: start off part six of the book with this interlude where we see that it's two days after she was assaulted by that vampy boyfriend and her daddy has a gift for her and it's that boy Daddy O hands her a knife and says it's now time to teach you how to kill we get two quotes there are moments in one's life that remain permanently distilled in memory some wither within minutes and others are carved forever into our souls this image of the boy she loved begging her for mercy would follow her for the rest of her life look that one i'm not gonna lie after how this book ends i'm scared that that's foreshadowing
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: Quote two, strange that girls are so often told that the loss of their virginity marks a threshold between girlhood and womanhood as if it fundamentally alters them in some way. It was not the sex that changed the girl forever, not the blood that spilled between her thighs that shaped her. The blood that spilled over that marble floor though, those are the stains on one's innocence that never fade. Big oof. Big oof. Back in real time, Rain and Araya are back at the Moon Palace and like Araya is still just like bleeding all over the damn place from... Ivan. And so Rain is patching her up in the apartment while Araya is just like feeling all the feelings about all those dead bodies in that stadium. Rain and Araya basically hold hands and it's kind of cute, but then Araya is still trying to defend her father despite said bodies in the stadium. In their argument, Araya reveals her motivation to become the tie for her, her father, which is the whole reason why she's in this competition to begin with, so that they could be bonded, which again seems super normal for a father-daughter relationship. Um, <laughs> Rain goes off and it's obviously testing Aurea's beliefs in like everything and the way she sees the world and so she decides to go and get answers from her father. When she confronts Vincent we get this exchange where he is like alternating between Vincent the king and Vincent the father and in like a really odd power move Vincent the king drags her to the dining hall where like vampire soldiers are feeding on humans.
0: Yeah that was, yeah, odd. was just like being <laughs> look at this.
1: Weird flex but okay. Vincent is like humans are livestock but you're special so don't Try to be like them and then vincent the king grabs her and is literally like breaking the skin on her wrist and drawing blood he lets her go and vincent the father is like appalled by his actions but like the damage is done yeah araya Suck. like takes her anger to the streets and he's just like killing vampires left right and center rain oh fine step up but like <laughs> <it's step> up <laughs> to the streets in the rain not a dance battle it's a battle of feelings so Rain finds her and stops her she's just like pulverizing a corpse Rain accidentally touches her injured wrist and like she winces and tries to hide it but he obviously notices Araya is on the defensive and is like why do you care about me why do you care if I'm injured and he's like are you actually being fucking serious right now and then because she was in fact being a little bit silly and she knew it. She kisses him! <laughs> it's on. Her back is against the wall and they're moaning and groaning but they decide that the aesthetics are off. They're not giving the right vibes because, you know, the pulverised corpse, not even a metre from them is just a bit not on it. Yeah. It smells a bit funky. <laughs> they go back to the Moon Palace to make the most of their last night together because the final challenge is coming up! In this moment we also get a into wing play so I'm excited for that to be a thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They're both Quite simply devastated by how hot the other is, and honestly, we're so happy for them. Rain realizes both from like being in her mind during that other trial and then looking at the scar on her neck, he realizes what happened with her lover, and he says that she is in control of whatever happens between them. Oh my god. God,
0: He's
1: so fucking fictional. Oh my god. Oh. Oh okay. I'm just gonna take a minute because if you thought that was a lot, let me paint the picture. Of this fuckinging with these quotes. Strapping your titties. Brace yourself. We're squirting everywhere. Quote one. I've done a lot of thinking about this. What I would do to you. What you might sound like. I have all kinds of experiments to conduct. Oh, yes. (laughs) quote to say that again he rasped when you come for me this time when he lowered his lips to me again he slid two fingers inside of me giving me everything 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 with one long forceful stroke of his tongue the new combination of sensations was too much pleasure consumed me my back arced violently against the bed and i gave him exactly what he wanted i moaned his name again and again and again feral feral well quote three we're not done we're not done yet i would beg he murmured for you i would you have fucking destroyed me araya do you know that oh my oh, god that
2: what that is, is this
1: smash,
0: smash, what? smash
2: what is it about a man saying that he would beg
0: feral Someone get me a fucking hanky because I'm oh. dripping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quote four. You're holding back. His silence was my answer. Slowly I rose again so that only his tip was left within me, never looking away from him, from the feral desire in his eyes, the way his teeth closed around his lip. Don't, I whispered, and took his entire length in one sudden thrust. The tension, Ooh. the tenderness, shattered into a million pieces along with Bridie's pelvic claw. Oh, quote five. Oh my god, this The sound that escaped my throat didn't even sound human. <laughs> he rolled his hips again, mine meeting the movement on nothing but instinct, and I realised the sound was a plea begging for i didn't even know what yes Araya. he growled fuck yes anything (laughs) oh my (laughs) god quote six one night i don't plan on wasting any of it i have a list remember a list i thought as he kissed me again hard and my arms fell around his neck and i lost myself in him all again a fucking list the most beautiful word in the goddess damned world I simply do not have the
2: stamina for that. I I,
0: don't, I just <clears throat> make the fucking stamina for that, I will be like, All right, if I need to just take a breather, you can still fuck me. It's all right. Yeah, I'll just sip in my drink of water, you can still go. She's going to get quote,
1: a UTI? If that's how I go, that's how I go. As Georgia yeah. has said before, I'll go out doing what I love, being absolutely yeah. proud mm-hmm. um, yeah. Post-fuck, Araya is realising that she's actually quite fond of Rain and actually does not want him to die. Rain gives Araya his traumatic backstory about how he was turned into a vampire and was then used as a sex slave by the vampire who turned him. Mm-hmm. He ended up falling in love with this old vampire's wife, Nessanin or whatever her fucking face is, and when things turned to shit, He left and she stayed behind and died.
2: So she fucking deserved.
1: He's thrilled by this turn of offence. Araya has a moment that Ellie cannot relate to, where she's grateful that loving old mate's wife, like, saved Rain's life. He could have found another way out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Rain does mention that as a human, he had a wife and was expecting a child, and so now that's unsettling, because anyone could just be out there being related to him. Exactly right. God. Exactly right. There is a child out there. You don't just drizzle that in there. No.
2: For nothing. Um, There is a child. That means he's had a former lover. The daughter X with another two women. B- is
1: it the other book? We don't know. We don't We don't have the intel. So ultimately, Araya and Rain make a deal that they will both fight until the end, even if that means fighting each other, which is extremely traumatic and I don't like it. The final trial begins and they're basically facing puppet versions of the gods because the whole idea of the trials is that they're based around the story of how their goddess became a goddess. So they're basically facing puppet versions of the gods that Nyaxia fought. Once Araya kills them, though, she goes through to the next next part and Ibrahim is the next to show up like at this stage it's like final four it's Rain Araya Angelica and Ibrahim and he's first so I just really wanted to give him his moment you know yes he
2: is the Beyonce of this story oh my god okay fuck it up Jesus
1: so he shows up and he's not doing well like he's missing an eye now and the audience is like laughing at him she gives him a fair death and like he says he's glad it was her in the end Actually, quite nice bye Ibrahim Mm. so Rain arrives next but Angelica Angelica is close behind Angelica has it out for our gal Rain is like trying to divert her attention away But Angelica's like Nope Araya's ass is grass Angelica is about to deliver Like the killing blow to Araya When there's this moment Like Rain looks to the crowd And nods Moments later Angelica lets her magic slip And Araya gets in the killing blow mm weird iffy
0: vibes
1: weird vibes and it basically leads our two lovebirds forced to kill each other no we knew each other's strengths and weaknesses and habits i knew not only when he would move but how he would respond when i did each lunge was the result of half a dozen calculations based on the innate knowledge of each other we had accumulated over the last months it felt perverse depraved to use that intimacy to kill each other no well then you shouldn't yeah heartbreak carissa has discovered my own personal weakness and rips out our hearts but as they basically repeat lines that they said in bed to each other but now it's in the throes of trying to kill each other oh yeah, that's like the don't hold back die. oh my god i know So Araya kind of gets lost into like a blood haze and then realizes she's got him on the ground and she's about to deliver the killing blow. And we get this quote. And again, is anyone surprised that I have the most quotes? You shouldn't be. Let's not lie. Quote is, my blade was at his chest. His hand gripped my wrist hard. His lips curled into a smirk and he whispered, There she is. All at once I realised what he had been doing. He had been baiting me just like he had baited the man in the feast all those months ago. He had been fighting Mm -hmm. me so hard to make me fight back with just as much strength. No. (laughs) I'm going to be actually sick. I want to die. But there she is. Sickening. We don't know if she moved or if Rain like pulls her down but it's done. Araya drives her blade through Rain's heart and he dies. She is sobbing over his corpse it's horrific and then the goddess appears nyaxia herself squirting everywhere squirting everywhere we do not have time for grief Nyxia is hot as fuck and also terrifying as hell so mark me down as scared and horny nyaxia is like oh my gosh girl are you sad about killing your boyfriend it's all g babe because dead lovers cannot break your heart <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> thanks so much thank you <laughs> That helps. Aurea looks at Vincent across the arena as she's about to like make her wish. Right? It's a make a wish. Oh and my god! <laughs> because Vincent, okay, Daddy, taught her to look the people in the eye as she kills him. So she makes direct eye contact with her dad and says, "Fuck you, Dad!" and wishes that Rain had won instead. Oh, oh, Rain man. is not relieved to be alive. <laughs> So that's odd. But also Mummy Goddess is amused. In fact, several people are looking amused in a very scary way. Rain wishes that the power of the Rishan air is restored to him. <gasps> restored because Rain is the Rishan heir. Chaos erupts. The power is back. Vincent decides to try and kill Rain, but it's barely even a fight. Vincent is on death's door. Rain is knock, knock, knocking. Vincent whispers something in Rain's ear, and then they both look at Aurea, and Rain mouths her to turn away she obviously doesn't and so (laughs) ends up watching rain kill vincent yeah that's a lot Araya stumbles over to Vincent's body and Vincent says like he's about to die you know it's like his last words he's like coughing up blood he looks awful and Vincent says that he was going to tell her but then he dies before he can finish the sentence not good enough mate get those words out quickly Rain is like dragging Araya off we get another fucking curveball because FYI we didn't really mention this but the heirs the king so like Vincent had a super sick neck tattoo that's what the heirs get when you're that bitch you've got some serious you're ink When you're that bitch and so it turns out aurea is now that bitch because red ink spreads across her chest and what do you know aurea is now the guillage heir everyone of rain's people is like oh my god kill her now like burn it with fire but rain is like put a pin in that idea i've got a better one i took vincent's kingdom rain snarled i took his life i took his title and now I will take his daughter. I'll make her my wife. Keep her close where I can keep an eye on her. And I'll make sure it hurts when I fuck her. Just like it did when he raped our queen 200 years ago. I'm sorry. (laughs) And, like, old mate Rain is, like, performing right now. And, I mean, we as the readers know his feelings because we've seen it. We've seen it. So we know they're real. But is obviously traumatised and has no clue what to believe. Rain, like, drags her away and knocks her the fuck out before she can do anything else. When she comes to, she is in her bedroom in the palace where she was raised and is now just out here with a full neck tattoo. So, bold Joyce choice, Rain appears and basically convinces her to give him a shot at explaining things. And he gives us the backstory about how he became heir and confirms that he he had made a deal with the House of Blood for military support to save Aurea from Angelica in that final trial. But he was honestly just, like, happy to die because he didn't want to fulfill his deal with the koalas with Chlamydia. He was like, that's not <laughs> my vibe and I don't need no. really like the decisions i had to make.
0: <laughs> we get this quote at this moment. I cannot live without this quote being known by all of mankind because it destroyed Absolutely. my soul. Brain says... I was ready to let it all go for you, he murmured. Do you know that, Araya? I was ready to let my kingdom fall for you. You should have let me stay dead. (gasps) I'm sorry he would have let his kingdom fall for you?
1: Yeah, (gasps) look at the peasants. I'm done. So it's Araya's time to confirm that she has no fucking clue how she is the heir. Best bets is obviously that she is a halfling and so Vincent is legitimately her daddy. So thank God we did not fuck him.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: Araya is like, also, oh, I'm not marrying you, FYI. And Rain is like, well, you absolutely are. One, we would make a great team. But two, I really cannot kill you because that pussy do in fact be popping. <laughs> it does. It's, it's we know, squirting. we've seen it. It's the chaps. It's the chaps. So now there's just a priestess and we're getting married. She says the vows, except she refuses to give him her heart. Mm-hmm. But he's like, look, I get it, trauma, etc. Moral of the story is that they are now husband and wife in marriage. Rain Malwidge. leaves her alone for like five fucking minutes and then Jessamine, which FYI, Jessamine was like her father's general. We just ignored her, but she's back. She's hanging from the window just casually, and so she's like, "I'm actually loyal to the bloodline." So as much as Vincent seemed like a really cool dude with some weirdly fuckable energy with his daughter, I'm actually loyal to you now, Aurea, as my leader. And Jessamine even offers to weirdly help Aurea unbind the marriage vows, and says she's done it before, and it's like a really weird moment. and Aurea's like, "Actually, we don't have enough intel, so just put a pin in that."
2: Yeah, because she just exposes her whole chest to her. She's like look if you want out of this marriage
1: (laughs)
0: here are my tits yeah pretty much feel feel one and then feel the other and then decide how you feel exactly
1: (laughs) we literally end the book with this moment for one moment it was all laid bare my friend my enemy my lover my captor king and slave human and vampire and perhaps the only other person who had ever really understood what it was like to have a heart that bled both red and black I hated him and I loved him. (gasps) Oh, my God. We literally end the book with (sighs) Rain and Araya holding hands, staring at each other as they realise what a shit show the world has become. Oh, Oh my God.
0: Feral, Feral. I'm obsessed with that book. This book is it's, fucking crack. It's fucking crack. We are meth moms to this book. Absolutely are. Well,
2: as with all of the best books we cover on this podcast, it is only fitting that this book also has a T-Swift Swifting. music reference. So I really like the song Treacherous for describing the relationship between Araya and Rain because it's sort of like the push and pull of their relationship. She knows that they shouldn't. They together ask.
1: they make a rainbow. Oh my god, they're amazing. Oh
2: my oh they do okay so put your lips close to mine as long as they don't touch out of focus eye to eye to the gravity is too much and i'll do anything you say if you say it with your hands i'd be smart to walk away but your quicksand
1: oh, oh, i love them gosh. i love that yeah. song well i'm so happy because normally like if you get a book that's fairly recent it takes a while for the fan art to build up but we've already got some and i'm just i can't wait for there to be even more honestly so Castle in the sky. Araya,
0: Rain, and the goddess Nyaxia, which is the best. Like, honestly, there is is nothing that will compare to that. Oh, my God, yes. Then by story
1: Rappers, Rain and Araya with, like, some neck action. Then by CIR Full Stop Arts, we have Rain and Araya. But, you know, he's got his beautiful feathery wings out. He's all red and shit, and I love him. And then by Mageon Duty, they have done some individual portraits of Araya, and that is my favorite Araya. Raya today,
0: FYI. We have by Layuri.arts, and that is basically a cartoon version of Rain and Raya sitting on the roof drinking beers. Then we have listening underscore stars underscore and that's Rain and Raya like back to back like obviously after one of their heated rows. Then we have by Romanticy Art, another one of Raya's... And Rain, and he's like caressing her face, and she's like showing him her neck. And then my favorite is by Anna Henry Art, Henry spelled with an I. It is of Rain and Araya, and he's like tipping her chin up. Feral! Well, that is all of our
1: fan art and music references for Serpent and the Wings of Night. And like we said at the beginning of this episode, the second book comes out tomorrow as we're recording this. So we will be covering that very, very soon. In the meantime, our next episode is from our fishbowl. It is the Love Hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood, which we have not talked Yay. about our fishbowl in a while. So FYI, for those that are new, we do actually have a fishbowl full of book wrecks that you guys have given us that we are drawing names from. Just every now and then we get distracted. I am so excited for Love Hypothesis. And then we'll be back with Carissa Broadbent after that. Yes.
2: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. We hope you
0: enjoyed it. We love you. Check us out on social media. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, if you haven't already, at a Book and a Bev podcast. Please rate, like, and subscribe. We hear that helps. We love and appreciate you, and we'll see you next week.